I was asked the following question, and I think people will find this interesting, the topic at least, and some of the halachas we will quickly go through. So, we'll call it a yeshiva. There was a yeshiva somewhere out of town that had a fancy coffee machine. This coffee machine dispenses cappuccinos, frappuccinos, hot cocoa, coffee, hot water, and the like. And the day came where the machine totally broke, and it was time to replace the machine. So the fellow who was in charge of this, of the coffee situation, he asked the company, usually these expensive machines are leased out by a company, they also provide coffee, they're service providers. So he asked for a brand new machine. And they said, sure, we'll give you a brand new machine. They replaced the machine, and everything was beseder. There's a question regarding Tfilas Kalim. If they own the machine, that's one Shaila. There's no real question here because the machine is not owned by a Yid. It's owned by the non-Jewish company. Anyways, so we're not going to discuss Tfilas Kalim here. So a few days after they received new delivery of this machine, someone was, pl- was playing with the computer system, and the computer system has a history. It has a log of how many cups were consumed, and he did the math, and it just didn't make any sense. There was no way that the, the Hevra and Yeshiva consumed thousands of cups. Maybe they did, actually, but thousands of cups within three, four days. It must be that this was a previously used machine, and he asked me, is that a problem? Is that a problem? Halacha, now that we have a previously used machine, we never captured it. Who knows what could have gone through this machine, uh, you know, and maybe some restaurant, some gas station, and maybe we should replace it with a brand new machine. So, of course, if the company is willing to give you a brand new one and you could verify it's brand new, why not? But let's talk from a halachic standpoint. So, many years ago, I remember Rabelsky Litzal discussing this. He was not discussing a yeshiva. He was discussing mashkichim going to gas stations or the like and purchasing coffee in a 7-Eleven. Let's say there's no hashkacha on the 7-Eleven. And he said, as long as the powdered product is kosher, whether that's coffee or cappuccino, has the OU, OUD on it, if you eat chal of stam, powdered milk for those that know, and you have, there's no, you know, tray for soups being, being dispensed from that machine, then it will be mutter. Even though they might have used it for something else, that will be mutter. And I want to go through some of that background to that to the psak and talk about our case. So the way these machines work, it's important to know whenever you deal with a Shiloh, you have to know the Metzias. So I didn't go through this specific machine. It, it might be important to go through every single machine, but the point is, Ruba de Ruba, most of them work the same, where you have a, a uh, container of water. That water stays hot because people want, want to drink right away. And there's a heating element in this container. The heating element is the only heating element in the entire machine. So it heats up the water. The water will be 190, 200 degrees, whatever. It's very hot, the water. And then that water, when a cup is ordered, will get shot out into different tubes. Either it will make a coffee, if someone wants a coffee, or it will be added to mix in a funnel. So there's going to be a funnel, and hot water will enter there. And cappuccino mix, hot cocoa mix, will enter this funnel as well. And they'll meet make a perfect shidduch, and out into your cup through, through, a, through a hose, out into your cup, and you have your drink. So it's very important to know this detail, and that is, in halacha, the only klirishan that we have here, l'chaira, is the, the, the heating element when it's heating up the water. The truth is the heating element's in the water, and the outside of the, the, the container itself doesn't really get hot. It's a plastic container. It only gets hot through the water. We could even debate that that is not exactly a perfect clearishan. There are those places that say that. But let's assume that is a clearishan. Everything else that happens afterwards would be considered eroic clearishan, where you have hot water hitting hot cocoa, and then you know coming together, making a mix, and finding your cup. So... <clears throat> 
with that being said, now that we know the, the background to how it works, let's discuss worst case scenario. So the truth is, in America, as far as uh, I'm aware of, most of these machines are not being used for trafe soups. Theoretically, you could have beef, uh, you know, beef stock soup, or you, you could have uh, a chicken broth. If that's coming from a machine, so then the entire machine would have the status of trafe in, in the sense that we're dealing with real isser. Versus most of the products that go through these machines are powders. Most powders in America are either certified kosher, whether it's OUD, Halostam, the cappuccino powders, most of the big companies are under Ashkacha. Even if they wouldn't have Ashkacha necessarily, I'm not telling you to eat it. That should not be the conclusion from the shear. Make sure it has Ashkacha. Most of the products in there, although they would, they are questionable regarding kosher status in the sense that I cannot eat it, but due to intricate halachic details regarding bittel, things that, let's say, flavors or powders, when it comes to bittel, depending on what exactly the isser is, most of these items will be bittel, as, will be bottle as far as the kalim are concerned. They wouldn't trafe up the kalim. That's how we paskin regarding flavors, the way flavors are made. And many of these products, whether you want to call it whey powder, which would probably be kosher, at least according to Ramosha in most situations, and, and the milk powder, all these items would probably either be certified kosher, or worst case scenario, scenario it would be something that wouldn't ask for the kalim. But let's say we would be machmer on the Shiloh. We don't want to rely on, on assumptions. Let's be machmer and not assume that these items are kosher or not trafe enough to aser the kalim. Let's assume these kalim require kashring. So just by the way, one of the reasons why Rabelsky was mako, that's how he was mako regarding getting a coffee in these machines, is because most of these products are either kosher or there's no real issue as far as asering kalim. Don't drink it without ashrocha, but it wouldn't answer Caleb. But besides for that, there's other reasons as well. In this situation specifically, where even if the machine was used for non-kosher whey, non-kosher cocoa powders, or even non-kosher soup, for that matter, the halacha is that if you have, if you have something that is ene ben if it was not used in 24 hours, that means in the previous 24 hours there was no treif use. So then you could kosher it, you could kosher it with Hagala, you will kosher it with, with uh, the way it became trafe. So the water was kosher. See, unless the person puts soup in the in the heating element, let's assume the water was kosher, regular H2O. The H2O is kosher. It goes into this machine. It goes into the, the tube, into the funnel, and it gets added, uh, and, and you add in cappuccino mix or hot cocoa mix. Let's say there was trafe added at that point. The funnel itself would become usser, Two things. Number one, it would only get aser kidei klipa, and it would only aser through eroy. Now, those are two very important factors here. Number one, we'll go backwards. The fact that it only became aser through eroy, that tells me that I could kasher it through eroy. How do you kasher through eroy? The Mishnah Bruin and Simon Tufnan Aleph says you need to pour hot water over it. You take a klirisha and shade off the fire. This is how many people kasher their sinks for Pesach and countertops for Pesach. Pesach is coming up. And you do eric klirisha. The Mishibur is mashma. As long as it's above Yatzalev, let's call it 160 degrees, you'd be able to do eroy as long as it's coming from a klirisha. So the same way it became treif through eroy of hot water mixing with soup mix, in the worst case scenario, it became kosher by having hot water mixing with hakoko mix in the same funnel, and it kashered itself. You could, and this fellow actually kashered it after speaking with me. Why not? Just kasher it, run a few things through it, and kasher all the different tubes. But it gets kashered automatically. Anytime someone 
makes the coffee, it gets kosher. Well, it have to be each drink. So the coffee, if, depending on how many spouts it has, how many funnels, so you kosher each one individually. Now there's a question regarding shamashkim. Could we kosher with things that are not are not water? So it's a good question. So but the Ebed were definitely makel on the Shiloh, and especially when it's an Inabin Additionally, the entire trephus here would only go up until Kadei Klipa. Kadei Klipa is the thinnest layer of a keli, and halacha is never even a liquid going through a keli that has, that has a Isser, but the Isser is only Kadei Klipa, the thinnest layer of the keli, because it only came Usser through Eroy. The halacha is, there's an assumed, the Shach says, there's an assumed bittel. And Rebelsi the South said, you also have another heter called a kli that's asilishtamish peshafa. You always use a, a significant uh, amount of liquid against whatever trafe would be in there. So there's really two slash three different heterim to rely on that it would not be a problem of using it. So just to review, there's a very strong argument to say you wouldn't even need to kasher it. We don't even need to rely on the fact that it gets kashered every time. In fact, there are many ashkachas that they certify a 7-Eleven. Not necessarily the hot dogs there, but they'll certify the Slurpees and the coffees and the hot cocos. I know from experience that they're not going in there and koshering the coffee machines before they use it. They say, right now, everything starting from now is kosher. I would happen in the past. So we have these assumptions that it wasn't being used for soups. It was being used for these Frappuccino products, which are either kosher or the things that are non-kosher in there would not answer the kalim. Additionally, it has this constant koshering happening all the time, but they're not taking pieces out and koshering. So, just to review, you have a very strong assumption that there was no trafe in the first place. Even worst case scenario, someone ran beef broth through the machine, it's only going to go in as a eroikli rishon. You have koshering on the eroikli rishon. You also have bittel against the k'tei klipa. And you also have a kli, that's the derechis l'shtamish b'shefa, that you always have bittel in any future uh, use. So it could be it doesn't even require koshering. That's the psak of the shach, especially when we're dealing with eni ben So when you put the, the pieces together, it's not really a shayla at all. I mean, if you have a choice, get a brand new one or not, why not? You might as well get a brand new one. But halach said there'll be no, no one should feel bad if they drink from this machine, even if they do replace it. And it's 100% kosher. There's no shayla whatsoever about this machine.